The last podcast of 2016, Mike. Can't hold anything back now. A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And in the final hours of 2016, we're going to talk the Justice League, Mike. Okay. We're going to talk about X-Men's New Mutants. Okay. We're going to bring up some of our favorites of this past year. Okay. And more. All right. It's weird. We're getting back into the swing of things. We are we are off for about a week there, and you've been off for about two weeks. Well, yeah. at least from, from behind the microphone, that is. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I did record the last uh, two episodes in Florida on an iPad. I learned that magic really quickly, so we could keep the slate going, man. I, I just I just felt bad not being able to be here. But yeah, how how was the vacation? You uh, got you got to escape some of the winter badness while I went back to it. Yeah, so Florida was nice, uh, nice eighty five to ninety, sunny, warm. Got to wear shorts. Got a little sunburn, man. I tell you what. Uh, it was fantastic. I had a great time. I uh, got to spend it with uh, my father-in-law and and uh, his wife, and uh, we just had a great time, man. Um, but you came back to the Midwest. And oh, I, fro- I froze my I froze my little tuchus off, man. Like I just can't get used to it. You know, um, I've been babied out here in Southern California with the weather. So when we go back, and they're just like, "Oh, you're lucky. We just last week we you know it was really really cold. It's really warmed up since then." And it's like. <laughs> It's like 38 degrees, and it's like, you're you're crazy. You're all crazy. What are you doing here? So, uh, But we managed to make it through the week. Um, we enjoyed our Christmas festivities. Um, I would say the most interesting um, Christmas tradition we have on my side of the family is we go over to my uh, my aunt and uncle's house, and we do a uh, like a white elephant gift exchange or uh-huh. like a... A draw. They all they have different types of names. Uh, Dirty but, Santa, something like that. Yeah, you know. something like that. So that's always really really fun. And <laughs> since we're all all the cousins are older now, it's fun to see uh, see what happens afterwards when you bust out Cards Against Humanity and you get your older aunts and uncles to just say things like "I pooped what came out of my butt." <laughs> and so it was it was it was a really good it was a really really good time. And my uh, my wife won. She her gift that she won from the the mm-hmm. ex- gift exchange thing was the uh, the portrait of Cosmo Kramer that they paint in uh, in Seinfeld. So it, it's not the it's not like the one from the TV show, but it's it's a rep who kind of looks really nice. Uh, hey, that's that's all right by my standards. I, yeah, I, so, I'm actually very insanely jealous of that. That so <laughs> she has so my any any uh, holiday traditions on on your end that might stick out. Not really. Um, I think this year we introduced uh, my family, and I had some friends come over, and we played uh, the game Heads Up on my phone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, we ran my phone battery dead, literally playing that <laughs> for hours. Uh, a lot of people were like, oh, I don't want to play, I'll just watch. But then by the end, everyone was playing it. We had you know, uh, famous people, Star Wars, there's a Seinfeld deck out we had, Disney, mm-hmm. you name it. Uh, we, we were, everyone was having a blast with it. So yeah. uh, that, that, that game is infectious. Just the other week when we went to uh, Universal Studios out here, uh, we were in line to ride the Mummy Ride. And uh, we saw everybody playing that game in line. And I think it just like, since the line kind of curved back and forth and you could like kind of see the people, 
a section in front of you and a section behind you. Like once one person got the heads out game out, someone else in line was just like, oh, I have that game. And they got it out. And then they got it out. Then like half the line was playing heads up. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty safe in saying that I think Ellen's made more money off of that mobile app than she's ever made off of anything in her career. So good job, Ellen. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. I really, I really had a good time. But other than that, nothing – Nothing too big. I mean, I we spend probably I spend probably twelve hours at my parents, my parents on Christmas Day. Um, but like I said, it's one of those things where we, we we serve lunch, but everybody eats throughout the day. People show up, everybody comes by, and um, just had just had a good time. So um, that's that's it. Any, anything else on Christmas? I mean, um, anything good on your end? Do you get anything worth mentioning? Uh, well, let's see here. Uh, my wife uh, got me a comic I've been wanting for a while. It's uh, I'm not sure if you've heard of it. It's called Tank Girl. Tank Girl, yes. Yeah, from the same artist and uh, the the writer kind of the writers kind of changed because there was a forward in the book uh, that kind of explained the history of Tank Girl. But it's from the same artist that created the uh, the gorillas. Gorillas. The so, Jamie, yeah. Jamie Hewlett does the art for the gorillas, like designs it. So yeah. Yeah, so it was really cool because uh, this first, at least in this first volume, it's almost like a collection of comic strips that they've made, I think, back when they were in college. So there was, like, this interesting forward to the book that said, you know, they they made these, like, zines when they were, like, in art school. So uh, (laughs) it's got this really cool, like, all of these arcs are really, really short, but it's kind of written in this kind of comic strippy style and tone. And you can kind of totally tell it's just, like, college students, like, writing it. So, like, all everything's, like, really vulgar and kind of, like, badass and stuff like that. So, yeah, if you kind of want to maybe break the mold of the traditional kind of like comic book uh go pick up tank girl uh collection one or volume one whatever it is it's a trade paperback it's got a blue cover it's it's really cool uh, it's really fun it's a really fun read so that's been fun and also i've been kind of making my way through the collection of uh scott pilgrim books i finally got those okay. uh, my wife got me for the my wife got me those as well then also my brother got them for me for the holidays too so uh he uh so one of them had to go back to their owner uh, but so that's pretty cool. I've been reading, so that's always good. That's that's awesome. Um, Tank Girl also had a movie. I don't know if you knew that. Um, oh, I didn't know. In '95, uh, it, it, it's definitely uh, it had a movie back in 1995. It's kind of a cult movie at this point. It didn't do very hmm. well at the time, but um, it has a uh, Ice T and Naomi Watts <laughs> in it, and I think the main actress her name is Lori Petty, and she I think was in like. Um, Recently, Gotham in an episode wow. or two. So. I know I did. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. I had to Google it right away. Okay, live action. That makes sense. Um, that makes sense why I haven't heard of it before. But oh, this is pretty. Uh, this is pretty hilarious. Yeah. So Good for uh, them for getting a movie out of that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, once you once you read some Tank Girl, Mike, follow up with the movie and let us know what you think of that. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to let you know, man. Yeah. Um, on that note, I took some of my, my, my Christmas earnings and bought me a drone today, which I showed Mike. Oh, drone. And it's a 360 drone, and I haven't got to play with it yet. It's still in the box right beside me. Really psyched. I'm going to see what that's like. So so I can say pretty confidently now that uh, drones are very much mainstream mm-hmm. and for two reasons. One is uh, my my dad very much wants a drone. So it, it's made it through the internet forums and cool YouTube videos because my dad doesn't really know anything about that stuff. And it's made it uh, its way onto ESPN. So that's how he knows about it. He's really infatuated with uh, drone racing and stuff. And he almost just wants to go out and buy himself one. So. Oh. Uh, so it's day. If it's on TV and my dad likes it, uh, it's it's out there. It's in that's the awesome. 
Yeah, I mean, there was either this one that has a, a, the 360 view, or there's it's a car, a remote control car that has drone propellers on it that can also fly. And I'm like, do I want to feel like I'm James Bond, or do I want to do something productive? So, <laughs> went, went with that one. Um, so, that that's that. Uh, before I forget, I also want to give two shout-outs right now, Mike. All right. One to Quentin Parker, friend of the show, for filling in for me last week. You guys did a great job. I listened to the show myself after I edited it, of course, um, <laughs> and uh, I just I, I had a great time listening. I hope maybe someday we can bring him back, do another three part, like three team up with him, or you know, I know you guys have talked about maybe doing another show. I've listened to you guys all week long, so uh, just want <laughs> to give did, a shout we, to him. We did what we could. It was a it was a very stress inducing for me to compile everything and keep track of it. So I'm glad we're back to normal. I don't have to deal with yeah. all that. <laughs> I, I won't say there wasn't any times I did not yell at the t- like at the at the radio because I was like, Mike, you're wrong. You're all wrong. But but it was great. You, you guys did awesome. And then um, uh, a guy at the destination, uh, John. Uh, he, I, I'm, I'm going to start filming uh, some shows with him. They call Breaking the Seal, where they unbox big collectibles. And they mm-hmm. kind of rate them. Uh, if I, he listened to the show, so if you're listening, John, you know, uh, thanks for listening. I appreciate. Yeah, thank we you. Appreciate all, of you, all the listeners we got. So, um, but that that's it for the riffraff, Mike. We've been going for a little bit. I think it's time to get in. Like, we got two weeks of news here. Yeah, so, let's 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 do what we do on this show and break it down. Let's break it down. So first up, we're going to talk about Batman. Uh, Batman in a whole the video game. We've talked about this. Um, have you played the Arkham uh, Games City? Uh, Asylum and Arkham Knight. I'm f- I'm familiar. I don't remember which one I played, but I did play a portion of one. Okay, the, it is believed the next company, the next game they're making, um, is based on Damian Wayne, uh, Robin, and it's kind of been more confirmed this week over the past couple weeks, and uh, as the Suicide Squad game kind of got the the boot a couple weeks ago. Gotcha. So, so we're gonna probably see a Damian Wayne uh, version of that game pop out over over the next year or two. Uh, but that brings us into some more DC news here. I want to start off with uh, a new image of Wonder Woman we got this week of her stealing, I believe it's the God Slayer sword is what this mm-hmm. is called, um, from Entertainment Weekly. And I got to say, I like this image. I like the, the, the visuals going on here, the spirals going into the sword as she takes it. Um, I'm, I'm very excited to see Wonder Woman this year, this coming year. Yeah, I mean, it definitely looks cool. I mean, I, I'm just going to have to wait and see because, first of all, I, I'm not a big fan of these Entertainment Weekly images just because they're never releasing them in high resolution enough. They're always, like, really, really small. It's just like, hey, we got these high retina screens now, Entertainment Weekly. Give me something a little bit bigger to work with since especially I have to make all these featured images for the show. I'm always looking for something a little bit more crispy. But um, I, I want to see more of Amazonia. We've just been kind of getting glimpses here or there. So this definitely looks like this is probably going to be towards the beginning of the film because she's not really quite in her Wonder Woman attire yet. But I want to see kind of how DC deals with this uh, mythical realm of Wonder Woman since they've been pretty uh, serious and gritty into aliens and, you know, Batman. Uh-huh. So. We'll have to see how they can do this. Uh, Marvel was able to do it with Thor. I was able to catch a little bit of the first Thor again when I was back home for the holidays because nice. that's basically what happens during the holidays is every every cable channel just goes like, what big movies do we have the rights to that we can do a marathon? You know, so there's like Harry Potter marathons. There's like Marvel marathons on some channels. So, yeah. um, so I got to revisit Thor again there briefly when I was back home. So I still like that first Thor movie. So I'm hoping Wonder Woman can be a nice addition to kind of the <laughs> mythical the mythical uh, superhero movie, you know? I, I totally 
totally agree. And just to clarify, uh, she's not from Amazonia. She's from Themyscira. Oh, that was close. Damn it. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. I just don't want anyone to be like looking up Amazonia and be like, what the hell is Mike talking about? Here? Yeah, they're like, God, here we go. Mike again, two weeks right. in a row talking I, about what he doesn't know. Well, I think it was one of our listeners, Jacob. Uh, Jacob, he said, you know, this is where the, um, the, the facts are made up and the the truth doesn't matter kind of thing last week. So, so we're back, we're back to being factual, but wonder woman looks a little brighter. looks a little, little more, I guess, fun than the, some previous DC films we've seen. Uh, and that's what I'm kind of looking forward to, uh, this June when wonder woman hits, get a little, get a little magic, get a little fun, get a little brightness. Um, see all these sassy women fight all these men in world war one kind of <laughs> deal. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm down for it. I'm down for it. Um, again, we're always looking. We don't hate DC. We just want the best DC movies possible. So that's where that's coming from. We're not mad. We're just disappointed. <laughs> that's right. Uh, this, that hurts us more than it hurts you, DC. That's that's what we're going to go with. So we actually have some news and an image from Justice League, another DC movie coming out this week, and another um, not an extra crispy image for Mike from Entertainment <laughs> Weekly. But uh, we get to see The Flash, Batman, and Wonder Woman the Flash looks um, a little baffled. Wonder Woman looks a little scared, but Batman looks stoic as ever. Um, it looks like they're they're meeting some big bad guy somewhere, and, or or maybe maybe Superman's come back from the grave. Uh, you can kind of see. Do you think this is confusing any people out there that uh, we're kind of getting images dropped from Entertainment Weekly of Wonder Woman in both images? And they, I don't. Do you think people know that there's going to be a Wonder Woman movie coming out and then a Justice League? It seems to be uh, a little bit confusing. Uh, you know, why? Why she's in that gold armor? Then why is she back in this armor with Batman? What's going on here? Yes, yeah, true. It may be very confusing having her be very prominent in two two properties coming out. Um, this year, I guess Marvel kind of avoided that, not having any other movies conflict with their Avengers films. Um, so I don't know. That's that's a good point. Um, to me, I, I, I we get it, but looking at these images come out within like a week of each other, yeah, that could be very very confusing. Yeah, I think the biggest the biggest theory that's kind of uh, coming out of these costume designs is I want to see if uh, uh, the Flash ends up getting a more kind of maybe normal suit that he's used to uh people have been saying like oh this is the suit that he's made on his own that's kind of why it looks a little more patchworky and then maybe batman's gonna give him his own suit that's a little bit more like spandexy uh-huh. but i don't know i think my flash needs to be in spandex uh, maybe i think but i think that might confuse you with confuse normal people with the tv flash since he's very i guess one piece kind of solid suit um, no, give me what I want. Give, <laughs> give me Mike, what I want. I'm sorry. I can tell the difference. Give me Everybody, Mike, Mike's calling the shots now, so we got to listen to him. Uh, but the only reason I say that this might be a more final version is if you look at his waistline and compare it to Wonder Woman's waistline, they kind of had like the same belt lines. Mm-hmm. It looks like the same belt material. Um, so I don't know, but he's got that wire wrapped all over him. I, I don't, I just don't know right now, but I do enjoy seeing this Flash, this Batman and this Wonder Woman together. Like, if you want to get hyped for a Justice League movie, this image is is giving me a little hype behind it. Um, yeah, for sure. I, I it's going to be really cool to see them all working together. Now, I mean, because that was the best that was the best part of a uh, Batman versus Superman is at the end there when they all got together and was fu- and were fighting Doomsday. You know, that was uh-huh. fun, whether it was reasons that we wanted it to be or not. But I mean, it's it's really really hard to put these big awesome superheroes on screen and just not have a good time, at least for moments. You know. Oh, exactly, exactly. And with Ezra Miller, um, 
being one of the standouts of Fantastic Beasts, I'm really excited to see him take this role as maybe a lighthearted comedic character in this as well. Uh, and, and really take over that Flash role. And with Wonder Woman's shield in the front, do you think that she's thrown that down or has dropped it? Or any any thoughts on why her shield is facing them and, and not us? Man, I don't know. That could that could be a hatch door for as far as we know. But it, it could be a shield, but uh, she's pretty badass. Okay. Uh, she's, she's always the coolest person standing in the photo, it seems like. So um, maybe she did just get like frustrated throw the shield down like hey let's go up there and beat up that person all right cool any last thoughts on this image mike i'm just really hyped for it so uh, yeah uh i i think uh i've heard some uh rumors here that we might be getting some footage soon yes i i was told before the end of the year i believe i might have that in our notes our teasers before january is what we were promised there's a, not a lot of time run left for that, Mike. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I mean, unless they're they're going to attach it to maybe some sort of broadcast on television. I mean, like we've said on the show all the time, I'm always wrong about when trailers should come out because I always have these weird theories that never end up panning out. But I would think that not a whole lot is going to happen until kind of people get back <coughs> into the swing of thing in, in January. So I, I don't think that there's going to be much coming out for the rest of 2016. Yeah, uh, well, I guess we should also say we're not recording this on Sunday as usual. This is not January 1st when we're recording this. Mm-hmm. This is the Friday before. I don't think we, we spent... So we are still in 2016 trying to, to 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 launch this, to knock this out of the park here. So, um, yeah, so yeah, so hopefully maybe tomorrow we'll drop. We'll share it on Facebook if it does. That's that's about what I'll, I'll do. Um, also, a couple of returning characters for Justice League have been confirmed is in Lex Luthor. Mike, they're bringing back Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. Right. <laughs> and, and Queen Hippolyta from the uh, the Amazonians Themyscira. <laughs> there you uh, go. Yeah. So, um, any any thoughts on on them bringing? I guess Lex is the biggest surprise. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm curious if uh, was it ever confirmed that this version of Lex, the Jesse Eisenberg that we got, might have been like Lex Junior or something like that? And he is Senator- he is definitely Lex Junior in in himself. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. So, I mean, I guess you got to bring him back. I mean, you went all that you went to all that trouble to get his head shaved. So mm-hmm. go ahead and bring him back as you know Lex. Uh, uh, let's just—I don't know. Maybe now that he's kind of like full on crazy and out there and he's got bald hair, maybe it'll end up working well for him. I do see the connection though because he did converse with um, uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Steppenwolf, and with the mm-hmm. mother boxes in that that scene that was deleted or re-added back in or something like that I, I who knows where that fits in there so i know he has a connection to the villain of the movie so that to me that makes a little sense so um it looks like they're they're pulling out all the stops for justice league this year and uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm definitely excited for that on my side um this is the bit of notes i had earlier suicide squad the game was canceled um i, don't I didn't know even if- know i didn't even know there was a game yes i guess my notes here kind of got a little mixed up here uh, but yes, so there is a Suicide Squad game that was being in production by Warner Brothers Games, who makes you know, the uh, the Arkham games, and they had to choose between a Batman game and a Suicide Squad game, and the Squad game got the got the can. So yeah, I think you I think you always go Batman. I think maybe kind of a Harley Quinner, a Harley Quinn centered game might work out a little bit better when they end up making that Harley Quinn movie, whatever it ends up uh, being mm-hmm. called. But yeah, I mean the I don't everybody knows that the movie didn't really do that well critically. So maybe they just assume that's going to carry over game wise, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't think they need to really take um, video games and base them on movies. I think a lot of the best video games are not based on movies. They're just great video games. So 
um, I th- I say skip the tie-ins and just make a great video game. So hopefully that's 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 what it is. So um, so I guess that's it for for movie news. Let's switch over to see uh, the DCCW universe here. Um, mm-hmm. We we we've been promising to talk about this. Um, the invasion, the CW. Um, yes, the the crossover between Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow. Yes, and finally, here before the year was out, we get to talk about it, like we promised. Um, I saw it. I watched three of them, Mike. I did not watch Supergirl. Um, well, you were you in luck because that is pretty much the most um, in in uh, accurate, not inaccurate, but it's the in, most inconsequential of the four for sure. I, I did hear from someone else beforehand saying like they recapped the events in the Flash for Supergirl, where they just show up oh. in her apartment. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they don't even necessarily. I don't even want to say recap. It's like the very like last scene of the episode of Supergirl is the only thing that matters. Um, according to the invasion crossover and they tack that scene on basically to the next flash episode. So yeah, you can totally skip the Supergirl episode if you just want to stick to like the three event crossover, three episode, you know. Yeah, and if you got a thing for Supergirl, I hear the actress just filed for divorce from her husband. So Ooh, there you go. All you all you guys out there think you got a chance with the uh, Supergirl. There you go. Um <laughs> so the Flash, the Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow all covered the invasion and I feel I feel a little cheated by the villains a little bit. I wanted to see more on the Dominators and kind of what they were, their plans were, mm-hmm. but I still had a good time with it. Yeah, it's it was kind of this interesting mix of like good and bad, where it's like the bad wasn't bad enough, but the good wasn't quite good enough to make me you know geek out exactly. I like the design of the Dominators; they actually seem pretty creepy and. Um, uh, villainous, like when they first kind of ran out of that drop ship. I think it was in Flash's episode, and they ran across the city. I was like, "Oh wow, that actually seems pretty, uh, pretty menacing." Uh, I did think it was kind of funny that they decided to make these Dominators like telepathic, so they didn't have to animate their mouths. Mm-hmm. So that kind of, I guess, maybe that cut back on some of the CG budget, so they could put maybe more Dominators on the screen. Um, the, the the crossover seemed a little clunky. You know, uh, there is this bizarre reason um, Oliver Queen told, um, I guess this would be spoilers, but, you know, we, we've waited a couple weeks for this. But Oliver Queen decided to say, hey, you know, this is my um, this is my time uh, in this crossover. And I don't want basically Supergirl to be the tank that messes with the plot. So he just kindly tells Supergirl to, to stay out of it for like a moment. And he admits that it was a mistake later in the episode, and that didn't really make sense. It was basically like the writers were just like, well, the, uh, X, Y, and Z can't happen if Supergirl's there because she's just too strong. So let's just ask Oliver to have her step aside because he's not comfortable with her. I don't – that was just kind of stupid. But I did like the – the I, obviously, I liked all the Flash parts because that's obviously my favorite show out of the, out of the two, but – I, w- I want the I want the Flash and Supergirl to cross over more. I think um, I I I'm pretty much over Arrow at this point. This this current season of Arrow has been a little bit better than last season, but it's still hard for me to buy into the characters anymore. So um, and Legends of Tomorrow, it was kind of nice talking and seeing them for a minute because I'm not really mm-hmm. watching that show. I forgot that some of the, some of that uh, cast and crew is pretty charismatic. So. They, they got some diamonds and they got some turds over there on the CW. So yeah. when you kind of mix them together, it's, you got some sparkly turds. Yeah, I, well, I think the, the problem was this was also Arrow's 100th episode. 
mm-hmm. they were like promising all these returns of all these characters. Well, it was kind of wasted being also a invasion crossover. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, they're trying for too hard in one episode to do two different things. And ultimately, Arrow's probably the weakest of the three, I think. Um, the Flash being my favorite, Legends being second, and then that one. So mm-hmm. uh, definitely, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a good idea. I'm glad they do one a year, but thank God it's just one a year. Like, yeah, it, it's definitely, they, it's not like they're saying, oh, this wasn't, I didn't think it was that great, so they shouldn't do anymore. I, I like it when they kind of find a way to weave it together. I'm sure they get good ratings for, from it. It's fun. It, at the end of the day, it's fun to see all these actors on screen together, just kind of palling around and having a good time. Yeah. You know, they all got charisma, so it's pretty fun. So I guess sometimes if they have to fudge some of the storylines to make it all work, you know, whatever. But um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. As long, whenever you get those little moments, like there was that funny moment at the very end there where um, uh, Palmer looked at Felicity and was uh, what was the line again? No, he looked at Supergirl. No, oh, was like, "You yeah, look like, like my cousin." Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. So I, you know, those little lines are fun, and that's the the, the cool things that you can do when they cross over. Oh, so. and it did open up the door to Supergirl coming into the Flash Arrow universe anytime they want uh, with that little button uh, yeah. Cisco made for her. Yeah, and that's one thing they've kind of been expanding on in the Flash TV show in general, that it's it's pretty easy to hop between Earths and universes now. And the Flash seems to be able to do it like, you know, he's making toast. You know, he presses down a button on a toaster, and it's basically going. That's a weird analogy. But I'm saying it's just as easy as making toast. Yeah, it, so, it, yeah um, he, it's, they've got the vibe, they've got the, the speed, and, then, and they just do it. So mm-hmm. definitely... Definitely looking forward to Supergirl. I hope she integrates with the regular CW shows um, by next season. So maybe maybe this will be the first order of that. We had a good time. Not a great time, but a good time. That's that's how I'll, I'll wrap up my thoughts on that, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Not not a very high stakes uh, invasion. Uh, I don't I don't think anything of substance affected most of the um, most of the other shows. So it's yeah. it's all right. Yeah, totally. Um, now we're going to switch gears. A TV show coming up later this uh, year, I guess 2017, February, is Legion. And we got a new poster from Legion showing mm-hmm. off, um, I guess, a mind-blowing, um, I guess, I forget the, the name, uh, Howler. I can't even think of his name. It's, all, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> we, we haven't seen the show yet. <laughs> we haven't yet. Uh, but, again, this is, uh, I don't know, this is a very cool poster to me. I like I like the, the energy, the lightning, the, the, the coloration of this poster kind of speaks to me a little bit, if you will. Yeah, I saw some people saying that the imagery kind of uh, mimics his hair a little bit in the comic books. I guess his character has some pretty wild hair. He has uh, very tall hair. Up. Yeah, so that kind of uh, mimics there. Uh, one thing that I think I'm really looking forward to about Legion is I think FX or FXX, whatever network it's supposed to be on, is has a, a lot of confidence in this show to not be doubling down on throwing X-Men literally everywhere. I mean, this is a very uh, powerful poster that's really, really cool. And they don't throw the word X-Men all over. They just kind of have Marvel television up in the corner. And if you can't recognize that the the X in in the O in Legion stands for X-Men, you basically don't even know that this is an X-Men property. So it seems like if you were really worried about a show maybe not being good, you would just be like, hey, guys, this is from the X-Men universe. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I guess they think that this content basically can just stand on its own. So that makes me pretty happy. It is, it is, and uh, you know the, the the teasers and trailers we've seen are very 
abnormal. They're not normal teasers. They're not normal trailers. And, um, you know, I think having that mystery is, I mean, it feels like this should be a show on sci-fi, like a high quality sci-fi show. So I'm glad FX is, is giving it a little love and, and attention it deserves to mm-hmm. me. So I agree with that. But you bring up a good point for our next topic, Mike, is the movie New Mutants is coming. And they have officially unveiled the title as X-Men The New Mutants. Ooh. <laughs> so Saw that coming. Yeah, so so they call it X-Men The New Mutants to say, hey, this is an X-Men movie. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that's bad. I don't, I don't have any ill will towards it. I guess they want to show that this is, in fact, an X-Men movie. Um, and yeah. set in that well, same universe. Yeah, well, I think they got pretty lucky that uh, the term New Mutants is kind of already out there in the comic book universe. So when they attach it to the movie, that's kind of their way of saying, this is all new stuff. These are these are New Mutants. You're not going to see the same old X-Men here again. We've pretty much probably retired them or leaving them in the 80s because they're not doing very good for us. So this is a brand new thing, the New Mutants. So bring it on. I'm, ex- I'm excited to see uh, if we're going to fall in love with these kind of characters because they're, they're not going to have quite as much, um, I guess, pop culture uh, weight behind them. You know, everybody knows who Wolverine is. Uh, you know, Cyclops is pretty visually um, recognizable. You know, Beast with the blue hair. You know, we're probably not going to see any of those guys in the New, in the new Mutants. Uh, so uh-huh. uh, they got a, they got a lot of groundwork to do. This is kind of one of the this is like the opposite thing of Legion, where it's like they need to double down on the X Men name because none of these guys are gonna guys or gals are gonna be recognizable. Yeah, I mean it's <coughs> it's gonna be new, and I still think they're pulling to get uh, Maisie Will- Game of Thrones Maisie Williams as um, some of the char- as, as the character Wolfsbane. Mm-hmm. Um, so they might be trying some like maybe some a little younger star power in it, but I, I don't know what they're gonna do. Uh, however, they are going to be filming this starting in April and May of this year, 2017. Yeah, that's soon. So uh, probably 2018. Yeah, I assume it'll probably be um, the. I mean, they're filming this before Deadpool too, so maybe. Um, but I don't know how much effects works goes into one of these larger, X, I guess, X Men movies, and Deadpool will. So I don't Ooh. know. We'll we'll see when the release is, but I'm definitely excited that they're they're finally pulling the trigger on X Men: The New Mutants, and we're getting. Uh, another the- theatrical release, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but before we get there, we have our first, I think to me, this is our no, second superhero movie of 2017 is Logan. Very excited for Logan, Mike. You you still mm-hmm. thrilled for it? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I got to see the trailer on the big screen in front of Rogue One. Got me mm-hmm. excited again. So, oh, yeah. Yes. And uh, there's a new website released earlier today releasing the final trailer one frame at a time. Uh, All right. (laughs) And I believe they said it's like 1,974 frames or something like that. So, um, and and one of the frames that was released is the image. Well, this technically is from something else, but this is the character Caliban and he's in jail or behind bars or something. Um, Caliban's power is to find other mutants. Like that's his mutant abilities. He can find mutants. So I think the Ravagers are using him to find whatever mutants are left in the world and, um, you know, maybe experiment on them with the, uh, the, uh, Essex corporation or whatever the villain will be in this one. What do you think? 
Yeah, I mean, it seems like it could be an uh, interesting idea. It seems like this is going to be a kind of, you know, apocalyptic landscape in the future, and it's going to be kind of like, you know, people wanting to extinguish mutants. Maybe they think mutants is what ultimately cause the problem, and if they finally get rid of all of them, things will go back to normal. Kind of like mm-hmm. in a zombie apocalypse, you think, oh, let's just get rid of all the zombies, and it'll fix everything. So maybe that's what they're doing here, but I kind of like being in the dark about Logan. The trailers have been really, really moody, haven't really revealed too much. We don't really know how much x23 we're gonna get in the movie who knows if that little girl is gonna pop out any sort of claws or not uh so i kind of like being in the dark and i like how this movie is going to be coming up really really soon you know we're getting that right in march it's not going to be long until we're seeing this movie so um yeah so like you said the last trailer uh was releasing frame by frame uh who knows if i'll even watch it i think i have enough you know i i was sold when they when they announced it i didn't even need to see the trailer so Mm. i'm excited yes very excited um, a big rumor popped up this week um, saying that Deadpool, uh, there's been a filmed Deadpool scene with the new Deadpool 2 director, David Leitch, um, for Logan. Okay. And, um, <laughs> I think this is maybe a throwback to Origins. It may be in credit scene. However, a lot of people, including Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds, have said that he's probably not going to show up in the movie. But there is something in the works between Wolverine and Deadpool. So. Ooh, we talked. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit last week uh, when Quentin was on the show. Uh, yeah, let's let's get Hugh Jackman in a Deadpool movie. Let's do it. Why not? You only live once. You know, theoretically, Logan lives forever. But yeah, that would be so cool. I think you know, put him in a scene kind of like he was in um, Apocalypse with Deadpool, and let them just kind of go to town. Uh, R-rated violence kind of team up, and Deadpool is just pissing. Wolverine off the whole time. Uh, so I, I think that'd be fun. But so if Deadpool pops up in Logan, I won't be surprised if he doesn't. I won't be surprised either way, to be honest. So, mm-hmm. uh, but it looks like Deadpool is a big draw for the the Fox X-Men franchise going forward. Looks like that's what yeah. they're going to be putting yeah. their, their coins in. Yeah, I think when Ryan Reynolds walks into the Fox lot, you know, he can request literally anything he wants. Mm-hmm. Especially now that he's been, um, the movie has been considered for a Golden Globe. So, oh yeah. Yeah, so he's got a little more, a little more weight in his swagger when he walks through there, <laughs> if you will. Uh, we're going to switch over to the Marvel side of things with Avengers Infinity War. You talked last week a little bit about that new prop-making process um, mm-hmm. where they were like lasering gel into making a prop, which looked awesome, by the way. Um, but this week, uh, I guess last week, they revealed a possible cast list since they're hiring extras. Um, the mm-hmm. cast list comes with it, and it reveals that Nebula and Captain Marvel will definitely be in Infinity War. Ooh, that's cool. So I think that's kind of would that's would that be a way of confirming that they're definitely going to try to bring the Cosmic Guardians maybe into Infinity War? Because oh. just so just to be clear, Infinity War that is the next Avengers movie. You yes. know, that's not talking about Part Two. You know, they could they could maybe be saving the Guardians of the Galaxy for Part Two. So maybe they kind of just season us with a little a little cosmicness, like with Nebula and Captain Marvel in the first half. And then, you know, second half, you know, uh, Part Two. Maybe that's when we get you know our our Rocket and uh, Iron Man. You know, team up. Well. um... Actually, the Guardians were already confirmed, so the Guardians will be in Infinity War, um, so that really wasn't too much of a surprise. I think the surprise was um, Captain Marvel's movie comes out after Infinity War, uh, so so we didn't know when she would be able to pop up in there, 
Um, well, then they're just seasoning the movie with a little Brie Larson. Then. That's right. The season, and then uh, Karen Gillan's Nebula. Nebula plays a huge part in the original Infinity Gauntlet storyline. Um, as in, she take it. Not spoilers because this book is twenty something years old. But <laughs> she takes the gauntlet from Thanos at the end. She's the one who steals it from him, and and kind of puts things. I don't know. if She puts it back together. Or gives it to Captain America to put it back together. But she is the person who wrestles the gauntlet away from Thanos to begin with. So um, that might be something we see. I don't know. We still don't know what part two is going to happen yet. So what they're going to call that. But there is a little bit of, not worry, but different things going on here. Spider-Man is not confirmed for this movie. Well, you just, you can't blow your load in the first movie. Uh, they're going to go, I think, batshit insane with that part two of that Avengers movie. Because that's going to be closing out kind of this giant arc that Kevin Feige has been planning you know, for these this last nearly, like, decade. So I think he's just going to throw them all in that last movie. It's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be expensive. And it's going to be basically one long, giant airport scene. So, uh, you know, <laughs> go ahead and maybe save Tom Holland. <laughs> they can't they can't put all the heroes. Yeah. Well, I, there was a, a point a couple recently that Tom Holland said he didn't know if he was going to be in the next Avengers movie. So, mm-hmm. I mean, again, like you said, don't blow your load. Save a little bit of them. <laughs> well, he's got to earn it too. We saw that Spider-Man trailer. He's got to earn that Avengers, uh, that Avengers membership. So we'll That's wait right. and see. We'll wait. We'll, we'll cross our fingers. But until then, we have probably one of my most anticipated movies of 2017 with Thor Ragnarok, and we've got a great bit of piece of news here from the director Taika Waititi that confirms that some of this movie will take place on the planet Sakaar. Now, do you know where that comes from, Mike? Man, lay it on me. Planet Hulk. That is the name of the planet he lands on. <laughs> so the more, All right, I, the more we hear, the more Planet Hulk is going to be there. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm still standing by the whole idea that he's that there, we're not going to get a, a Planet Hulk movie. This is kind of just a way to organically weave in the idea of Hulk being a gladiator. Well, no, exactly. So, there's no, there's yeah. no Hulk movie. This is. They're 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 pushing half of this movie is Planet Hulk, but it's technically a Thor movie along mm-hmm. the way. So, but yeah, Planet Sakaar in in Thor Ragnarok, that's great. I think that's awesome. Oh yeah, I mean, um, I I just I, I I just never thought I would be this excited for this movie. Like everything that we keep hearing just gets more and more uh, interesting. And man, I just want to, I'm waiting for that first official image when we get to see like uh, Hulk decked out in his uh, like gladiator armor. That's going to be give amazing. Me a, give me a 10 second teaser trailer with just him, like a pan up from his feet to his head yeah. in, in the gladiator armor. And, and you sold, you sold enough tickets to make your money back on that movie. I mean, they're probably still CGing that, you know, since we didn't get the Hulk in the very, very first Avengers trailer back in the day, you mm-hmm. know, who knows? Like we've been using, they're like, we've been using this same Hulk model for the last couple movies. Well, now we got to add armor to them, make them a little bit more grizzled maybe. So, uh, it's going to take a little bit more time. Yeah. Well, we'll have to definitely see what that is. Speaking of things that are animated, might take a while, and we don't really want to see them. Um, this is a <laughs> Spider-Man animated movie, to be honest oh, with man. you. Um, this is our re- most recent bit of news here, and a casting call reveals that they're looking for a character called Terrence, who fits the exact description of Miles Morales. Hmm. A half so, African-American, half Puerto Rican young boy who lives in the Bronx. 
I mean, it just seems strange because we don't, I mean, we just don't understand how this fits into, you know, any sort of continuity universe. We don't even really know the style yet. I would assume by animated, it's going to be computer animated. It's hard for me to envision a 2D animated Spider-Man film coming out of Sony because usually all those 2D animated stuff go direct to video. You know, uh, Warner Brothers has made them very, very successful. So I have no, I have no qualms with Marvel maybe wanting to dip their toes into that. But this, uh, for all intents and purposes, is Sony making like a fully fledged movie you know to come out in the cinemas so uh i'd rather not get miles morales coming out for the first time in this movie i want miles to come in like maybe the fourth like spider-man movie over at marvel you know i want him on the big screen i want his big screen reveal i don't want him kind of wasted on this animated movie that we don't really know what the hell's going on and it's kind of weird that they're looking for these such specific casting things since it's going to be animated who cares what they look like you know it's all about what they sound like so mm-hmm. um I, yeah i mean i i don't know <laughs> so despite the fact it's being produced by av a. arid who kind of ran the other spider-man movies into the ground this mm-hmm. one was written and produced by phil lord and chris miller so it gives me instantly gives me a lego movie vibe hopefully um, and the director is Bob Paracetti, who worked on uh, Shrek 2, Puss in Boots, Monsters vs. Aliens. Mm-hmm. So I think, yes, it's going to be computer animated. I'm hoping that the Lord Miller team up can you know give us a at least a little humor, a little levity in this, and 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 something, even if not if not middle like bad, at least middle of the ground. You know so. what? You know what's better? Know what we do with this? Go ahead and just like blow our minds, Sony, and make this the uh, make this a Lego Spider-Man movie. That would be cool. That's, That's what I'm thinking. Like, exactly. Team up with Warner Brothers, get a Lego Spider-Man movie. That's what we need because the first movie of superhero movie of 2017 I know of is Lego Batman in February. So mm, so good. Lining up for that. Uh, I'm going to continue with some some hits, Mike. We're gonna we're gonna talk about something sad here with. Uh, Star Wars news: the the, the recently uh, the passing of Carrie Fisher, uh, very sad. Ugh, man, that was like a that was a big hit over the holidays. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was pretty I was pretty busy back at home. Uh, I don't want to say limited internet connection, but you know I wasn't you know I wasn't really knee deep in social media while I was with family. So uh, I I was just eating uh, I was eating lunch out with um, with some family, and then someone just looks up from their phone and go like, "Oh, Carrie Fisher died." And I was like, "Oh, really? That's how I'm gonna get the news today." Uh, so man, it was a really big it was a, it's a big bummer. It's just full of lots of bittersweet bittersweetness. You know she uh, you know she I'm glad she was able to like come back. And they did these these star these new Star Wars movies early enough to where you know she could be in them, she could physically mm. be in them and be alive for them. And I'm glad that she filmed Episode Eight, but I'm kind of I'm a little worried with kind of some of the inner machinations of the movies that might be coming because we all know that they can CG people back to life now. So are they going to try to redo Episode Eight? And try to maybe work her out of the movie before they finish editing it. Or are they going to try to... Maybe she was already out of the movie. I mean, this would be... This was another really crazy thing I thought about. Was what if Leia was already written in for the 8th Star Wars movie? Um, uh, sorry, not the 8th. Yeah, no, the 8th yeah, one. Eight, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, there's so many of them, man. Uh, what if she actually was supposed to die in the 8th movie? So would that work out well or would that seem crass? Maybe they have to extend her life in the next... I don't know. Uh, it's, 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 it's just a weird thing, you know, when a, a person in a part of a really big franchise dies, it's the same thing that kind of happened with Paul Walker and the Fast and the Furious. Lots of, 
speculation being thrown all around there, but Carrie Fisher, she was a badass. Uh, I loved uh, her cameo in 30 Rock because that's one of my favorite TV shows of all time. She was in an episode there. Uh, obviously, she has some. She has a little bit of a sordid past with uh, drugs. I don't really know much about it, but she obviously rallied, and she was always giving reporters and stuff um, a hard time, and I, and I really love that. So it's a shame mm-hmm. that she's gone, but like I said, I'm glad that, that, that we got her kind of comeback, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, I don't think it'll affect the, the future of Star Wars too too much either. Um, I think they'll be smart. I don't. I mean, they did CGI her in into Rogue One, so uh, I think maybe when they release that on Blu-ray, they'll maybe have a touching tribute to her in that one as well as the end of Episode Eight. Uh, so look forward to those probably. And she did. She was the very last person at the end of Rogue One. You know what she gave us, Mike? Hope. Hope. That's right. She gave us hope. So. Uh, she's got that going for her. Good legacy. I'll always remember her from when I found out she was uh, in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Um, oh, yeah. She's oh, the nun. Oh, yeah. And she's also, um, what else is she? She was in something else that was kind of surprising. I think she was the voice of a character. And Family Guy, a, she's uh, Peter's boss. Yeah, Peter's boss. Yeah, that's what it is. So she was in, she was in more <laughs> things than people can remember. And uh, obviously she was... Um, she was wearing all kinds of uh, sexy metal bikinis when we were kids watching Star Wars movies. So as young men, we will forever remember that. That's right. That's right. But uh, to, to kind of continue on that with Star, um, Star Wars Episode Nine, Mike, we're talking nine now. Oh, man. The rumor is that they're going to start filming it in April of this year, 2017, to get ready to start Whoa. filming it early. Man, it's going to be a big blowout once we get this uh, trilogy done. The end of a trilogy, the end of a new trilogy that has been great, and uh, anyway, that's a little early since you know they're looking for maybe moving the release on this one to May 2019 because cool. leaving two years between you know I think they're going to follow an Empire ending for the end of Episode Seven or Eight, mm-hmm. and and pick up you know with Episode Nine and and that'll be like you know the big one. So I think moving it to his regular May slot might be real. It may not happen. They may stick, keep it on Christmas, but that two-year wait's going to kill us, man. Like, that's, that's going to be rough. <laughs> yeah, the- well, we'll have to see how those uh, Star Wars story movies pan out because the, if, the, if they're alternating, it does kind of seem weird to end the trilogy on a big bang and then go back in time and do an older story. You know, I, I think... I think at the end of the day, Disney didn't pay $4 billion to only make six movies. I think Mm. there's going to be maybe more out there. I'm not really sure how that's going to work. You know, maybe when, when all is done, we'll get like a nice little Netflix show. Who knows? Yeah. uh, Cross fingers. Um, probably taking the Marvel approach, not, not announcing anything past 2020 just yet. I get a little closer to 2020, see what that looks like. Um, see if, you know, America is still around by then and, and go from there. Uh, so, Star Wars Episode Nine. I mean, if it comes out May 2019, let us know if you have any issues with that. I, I like the Christmas time releases; those are doing well for it. But uh, you put Star Wars anywhere, you're you're. I don't know. You're just gonna. If it's May 2019, <laughs> that's up against Avengers Four. Yeah, like that doesn't well, make mean, any sense. May the Fourth be with you. Who knows? Oh God. Is that now? I have to look at the calendar, Mike. You made me. <laughs> you made me see when May the Fourth is on the calendar. For 2019, how how, how what's the easiest way to do this? Jump forward to 2019. Oh, yeah. May 4th is a Saturday. We're good. We're good. It's probably not May 2019. 
<laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. We're good. Everybody, don't panic. So there we go. All right. So Star Wars 9. Star Wars Rebels, the movie that just came out. We have a, a spoiler cast in the can about this, talking about it. Us. Um, did you know these uh, Star Wars... I guess Star Wars Rogue One, not Rebels. Rebels is a TV show. I apologize. But this relates <laughs> to Rogue One. The character in Star Wars Rebels, the little robot chopper, was in Rogue One. I did not know that until after the fact. Yeah, I'm not really sure where exactly he was. I'm not too familiar with the character because I'm not watching Rebels. Uh, yeah, I guess he was there somewhere. He was. Uh, in the scene where um, they... They, uh, I guess, Jin is walking away from the, the, um, the meeting all distraught because they won't let her go attack, get her Death Star plans or like mm-hmm. attack or get the plans. He's like zips by in the background really quick. Oh, well, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Also, big news for Rebels: Forrest Whitaker will return as Saw Guerrera in the upcoming show, and the link I have is taking me to something else. But um, <laughs> uh, I, well, maybe that's not supposed to be a link, so we'll remove that. But um. So, Forrest Wicker will return as Saw Gerrera in Rebels, which is taking place, like, four years before Rogue One. Well, so, like, he's actually going to voice the character in it, Rebels? He will re- voice the character in Rebels, and uh, he, it's a, a younger version. He still has his human legs in this one as well. Oh, all right. <laughs> I thought he was really cool. I was kind of sad that in um, in the movie we didn't get to see a little bit more of him, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm really digging Forrest Whitaker now. I'm going to have to go dig up some Forrest Whitaker stuff out there online. Uh, be careful what you wish for. He is in <laughs> Battle uh, Battlefield Earth. Oh, well, I'll skip that one. I don't know. Maybe I, I kind of want to watch that movie just for the fun of it. <laughs> yeah, it. That's what I thought too, man. <laughs> um, but that's uh, what I thought too. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. Whenever I, I was like, I need to go watch that. So, Force Whitaker. I mean, he's in some good stuff. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, it's like Repo Men. Are you familiar with the Repo Men? Yeah, I, I think I, I. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and uh, the TV show The Shield. He was big in The Shield, so yeah, I've heard good things about The Shield. So yeah, yeah. So there, there we go. Um, that's our Star Wars news. Anything else you want to add to that? No, we're good. Moving on. No, we good. We good. Okay, good because we actually got more. All right, ha. Boba Fett movie <laughs> is apparently the rumored third Star Wars story film after Han Solo. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, Boba Fett's cool and all, but we kind of did get some backstory from Boba Fett in the Clone Wars. I mean, whether it was good backstory or not, um, I'd still want to see Obi Wan. That's what I want to see. Thank you. I want. Thank see, you. I want. <laughs> what about you? I'm guessing you agree. Oh yeah, Boba Fett. It's such an like overhyped character. In all honesty, um, he's cool. He's cool. He's a cool bounty hunter. I think he would work well not in a solo movie. You know, I kind of think it would be cool if maybe there was a bounty hunter movie in general and it just talked about a lot of bounty hunters. But, um, so, yeah, I mean, Boba Fett, he, he's he's popular because he looked cool. So uh, who knows if there's a whole lot there, you know? So, well, the thing is, um, you didn't watch a lot of Star Wars The Clone Wars, did you? Um, uh, no, uh, only those... Uh, uh, Gen Gengi Tardaskovsky. Okay, God, I don't know. I the, the an, you watch the animated ones that are those aren't yeah. in canon anymore. The sadly. two, the two D animated ones. Yeah, so the three D animated ones. There's there are several arcs with Boba Fett and other bounty hunters in it. Um, the flesh mm-hmm. them out. They make him a little cooler kid than he was in the the movies. To be honest with you, but I again I I don't want Boba Fett. Like, it, <laughs> and the reason is this was also in production with Josh Trank before he got tranked out of mm-hmm. out of the job when he went off the deep end with Fantastic Four. Um, but, I mean, I think most people would love to see Boba Fett and Ewan McGregor come back before he gets too old or to the point he doesn't want to come back. 
Um, man, give me Ewan McGregor. <sighs> give me Obi-Wan. Give us the Obi-Wan movie. Yeah, and there are some great Obi-Wan stories in the, the Marvel Star Wars comic books that are that are going on right now. So I think that's a... That's a great way to to kind of give that character a little bit more as as we go forward. So, well, let's uh, just just let's just be happy that this is a rumor. Yes, very very much so. So, Boba Fett, maybe we'll see you. Maybe maybe he'll just show up in the Han Solo movie. I don't know. Knock on wood. Maybe. Yeah, sure. So I don't have the link for this right here, Mike, but we did watch the Blade Runner twenty forty nine trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, and what did you think? You're not you're not too familiar with Blade Runner. Uh, Saw the movie once a long time ago. Don't remember it much. Uh, I like Ryan Gosling. Obviously, I like Harrison Ford. Uh, the trailer looked beautiful. Uh, I'm not familiar with the cinematographer off the top of my head, but I guess the, they're really accomplished. I hear that the person creating the score is also very accomplished. It seems like all the puzzle pieces are falling together. Uh, and no one really wanted a sequel to Blade Runner, but I guess when they saw all these people that were attached to it, people got excited. So, I mean, if those people are excited, I guess I can get invested too. Um, it, it, maybe, maybe I'll try to do something a little interesting with Blade Runner when this movie comes out. You know, since it had been so long since I've seen the original, maybe just before I go see it in theaters, maybe I will watch the original just back to back and just have it nice and fresh and be a unique scenario. Yeah, so the, the the cinematography is Roger Deakins, and um, he usually work he he works on um, No Country for Old Men, Shawshank Redemption, Skyfall, very beautiful work. Um, mm-hmm. Just absolutely, Deakins does well. He he works a lot of well with uh, silhouettes too. Uh, if you watch his, what he does with silhouettes, just beautiful mm-hmm. work. So I agree with you. It looks beautiful. It feels like there's a lot of effort being put into this movie like there's a lot riding on it simply because Blade Runner wasn't heralded as a great movie when it came out um, a lot of people have gone back and said this movie is great in retrospect than it was at the time yeah there's a lot of I always hear there's this um, there's this craziness around the possible version of the movie you're supposed to watch I guess there's like mm. a director's cut an extended cut or something I don't know so <coughs> uh, but Blade Runner there is going to be another movie so yeah Good luck. Yes. Get ready. The only thing I want to add to this is, and I'm sorry, super fan Jim, is I, I can't buy Harrison Ford. Like, he looks like he just rolled out of bed in this oh, movie. No. But oh, that's he, pretty he, classic Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah, So, he, but he looks too much like and sounded too much like his Han Solo version that we just saw. No. So I hope more of the movie kind of breaks that down a little bit and distinguishes him a little bit than this trailer But I did. mean... So, I mean, if you think about um, his character in Blade Runner, if you think about Indiana Jones and think about Han Solo, I mean, what's the what's the overarching difference between all those characters? It's basically the accessories he has on him in the costume. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harrison Ford is kind of like this... Uh, I mean, he started as a carpenter, and he's he acts kind of like a carpenter. He's very uh, he's very steady, like a plank through all the movies. So Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm just... I'm not sold yet, but I'm going to watch this movie. I'm really excited. And uh, there are seven versions of Blade Runner, just to let you know, that exists. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I own. I think I own the director's cut and the final cut, and I still don't know which one I should watch. Um, <laughs> I know I know my friend Patrick, who does uh, film side chats with me, he knows which ones I should watch. So we'll, we'll go to him. One, no, I don't want ones. I'm only going to watch one. So I well, I meant, which, I meant one which, which one we should watch. Yeah. Like, <laughs> So I like no one. No one better tell me. Oh, you watch watch the theatrical version first, and then go back and watch this one, and then you're gonna want to watch something. No, 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 no. Give me one. Yeah, th- yeah. That's there is only one you should watch. But 
there's one you should watch if you want to believe one thing or the other. <laughs> oh, so okay. yeah, uh, but that that's that's all right. So, but the director of that, uh, Dennis Villeneuve, Villeneuve. I don't know how. To I think it's Villan Villan Villanueve or something. Yeah, I don't know. He's a he's he's an he's accomplished. Yeah, I, I I think he directed Arrival this year, which I, I really yeah, enjoyed Arrival. He's got Arrival, Sicario, Prisoners under his belt. I saw Arri- Arrival; it was amazing. So. Yeah, very good, and very he's good a, movie. He's also uh, directing Blade Runner too. <laughs> yes, directing Blade Runner, and he is in talks to direct the reboot of the cult classic movie Dune. Wow, I don't know much about Dune. The only thing I know about it was that it was pretty sorted when they were making that movie in the past. I think there's a whole documentary about mm-hmm. that, uh, the kind of megalomaniac director, I guess that tackled the original Dune movie. So I guess a lot of people are really precious to that, uh, source material. So yeah, yeah I'd, I'd, I'd see a Dune movie. Yeah. So I, I don't know if, if it's a megalomaniac director, but it's more of, it was David Lynch. He's a little eccentric is what I would use. <laughs> Eclectic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen twin peaks, but Yes, but it stars. Uh, um, oh man, I can't. I just lost his name. Uh, but he is uh, Daisy's father in Agents of Shield. I forget the actor. Oh name. yeah, I got Kyle it. McLaughlin. Kyle yeah. McLaughlin. Yes, there's also Patrick Stewart, Max von Sydow from Star Wars, and a lot of people were in this movie. Even Sting, the actor. Um, <laughs> so a lot of people are very precious of this movie and the books and stuff like that. But if Blade Runner goes off without a hitch, I think Dune. Is looking to, to get the reboot treatment, so well. Good luck, Dennis. We're 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 pulling for you. Yes, you, whatever you do, man. I'll probably watch this Dune. I fell asleep during the other one. Oh well. <laughs> now before we got talk about the emoji movie, I'm gonna front load this. <laughs> this is it. Uh, the steamed broccoli seg. The last steamed broccoli segment for 2016. Oh, so man. a new trailer called the Meh trailer came out, and what an aptly named. <laughs> oh my god so first of all i just want to go ahead here it is say, here it is guys Let, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's so the the emoji trailer dropped and uh there's another trailer the alien covenant trailer dropped both while i was out of town and i was like okay well i'm gonna give them the screen time they deserve and i'm not gonna watch them on a phone you know i'm gonna wait until i get home and i'm gonna watch them on my tv you know how i watch all the trailers that i want to see and, you know at the very least i wanted to watch it like on a computer monitor so, you know, I waited till I got home and I was like, okay, up first, we're going to watch the emoji, mo- the emoji movie trailer because I have a feeling nothing's going to live up to an alien trailer after that, especially when it comes to the emoji trailer. So the first thing I do is I go out and I Google emoji movie trailer. So hoping in YouTube, the top result will be the trailer from the actual movie studio. I think it might be Sony, but that was not the first trailer I got. I got some sort of bizarre like a movie YouTube page channel that not only took the took the trailer and put annotations all over it and like and overlays and lower thirds but for some bizarre reason they cropped it to like a vertical phone and I wasn't sure if that was supposed to be like that because you know oh it's an emoji and it's always on phones or if it wasn't and so like I already had a really bad experience trying to find the official trailer and then once I finally did, after literally four attempts of all this garbage of people trying to get all these clicks off the Emoji Movie trailer, the trailer was just god-awful. Holy shit. I mean, like, it's very much a teaser trailer where you're not really getting much except for one dumbass 
uh, emoji going meh. And then you got this really awful joke at the very end of talking about like a piece of poop. And it was just a really bad, really, really, really bad pun. And in between that joke at the end and the, the horrible emoji talking to me at the beginning, you get to see, like, who's supposed to be in the movie in the middle. I think they throw up T.J. Miller's name there for a second. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, my gosh, T.J. Miller, there's some hope. We loved him from Deadpool. You know, we love him in Silicon Valley. You know, he's a funny dude. You know, and then the trailer's almost over, and they're hitting us with one last joke. Oh, man, if it's good, maybe it'll seal the, seal the deal. I kind of wanted to see the Trolls movie just because even in that trailer, there there was a one or two good jokes, and that has that catchy Justin Timberlake song. We didn't get any of that shit in this stupid trailer. It's so dumb. This movie's going to be so bad. It's such a bad concept to begin with. It's basically just like um, taking an awesome concept like Wreck-It Ralph and just distilling it down to the dumbest idea of an emoji. And I want to go ahead, and before I get too angry, I'm going to stick up for emojis because they're basically, at the end of the day, they're just icons designed by some probably designer over in Japan because I believe it was like a Japanese keyboard at the very beginning. So I'll give props to the design of the icons. They're very beautiful-looking icons, but I don't need to see a goddamn emoji movie. So this looks so stupid. I can't wait to just bash on this, all the trailers that I see. I hope they don't prove me wrong because this movie doesn't deserve to exist. <laughs> so so if you could, if you you could wrap up your <laughs> review of this trailer in one emoji, Mike, <laughs> what emoji would you use? Uh, I'm just going to use the explosion emoji because I just want to blow it up. Oh, yeah. man. No, that's, it's, that's it's a safe dumb. bet. That's a safe bet. Um, it's dumb. Yeah, I'm not... I'm not I'm not sold on that. Like, I get, like, they're shooting for the dry humor on this trailer. Like, I understand the, the direction, but it fell so flat that I'm just like, I'm out. So Yeah, I mean, talk about hor- the, the horrible, like, um, just, hi, I'm an emoji. And that line I had to heard five times because I had to keep searching for the freaking trailer. So, yeah, um, burn in hell. <laughs> All right, well, let's go ahead. While we got Mike all riled up, let's take a first look at our villain Goldar from the upcoming Power Rangers movie <laughs> in a toy form. Um, and what do you see here, Mike? Does this look like the Goldar you remember? No, this this looks like a melted, literal piece of crap, spray-painted. Man, this is another thing that makes me mad. So the Power Rangers movies, you came out with that teaser trailer, and you actually had me kind of hooked. You gave me that Chronicle vibe a little bit, and you you actually didn't blow your load. You have been hiding these Zords for the longest time, and I was giving them respect for hiding them. But what is the point if everything gets spoiled by the cash grab from the freaking toys? Like, there's some dumbass exec over there who is just like, you know, this movie's not really going to come out in a good window around a shopping season for toys. So let's just go ahead and make the Power Rangers toys come out way before the movie even gets a chance. I mean, they're kind of just ruining the opportunity of turning this into a good franchise. They'd be better off making just a good movie and not releasing all this stuff. But So who knows? If these toys are accurate, this Goldar looks garbage. But the Goldar is matching the garbage uh, combined Zord that we've seen so far, so I guess they're at least consistent on that side. I'm just let down because I didn't want to see... They've, they're pull, they're pulling my strings. They're giving me false hope. I didn't want to see this movie to begin with, but then they gave me that kind of intriguing trailer. But now they're just squashing me in the ground again, man. Okay, so this <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling this toy is very correct because the idea is Rita Repulsa is searching for bits of Goldar around the, the world. 
Uh-huh. And so she can reform Goldar, who's made out of literal gold in this one. Oh, wow. And um, it just ru- Goldar was like the most vicious and mean looking one out of the original Power Rangers show. Yeah, like, but he wasn't even like super important. He was just yeah. kind of like a dumb henchman. So I don't understand like this this kind of thing that I'm looking at right now doesn't have any sort of personality. It just looks like a villain. We just need a big villain in the movie, so let's use Goldar. You know, it kind of would have been better if what's they kind a, of kept the weird campiness of the Goldar and, that was basically And they're dumb. like, what, what's a Goldar? Like, I don't know. He's probably made out of gold. Yeah. Like, All right. Let's just go ahead and make him look melty. That's kind of cool. Sold. So. I don't know. So stupid. <laughs> He's very mad. He's very mad about this. I'm very upset. However, mm-hmm. we have to, don't have to worry. There might not be a franchise in the future, Mike, because the sequel to Power Rangers is coming out in a comic book like a month after the movie's out. Oh, really? Yeah. So the, the a, a big comic book is coming out, a sequel to the Power Rangers movie in comic book. So I don't know if mm-hmm. there's going to be a second movie at all. Wow. I don't know. It's. I mean, I would be sh- shocked. Like, I would think this would probably just be, like, a comic, like, a bridge, you know, to be like, oh, hey, let's just tell, like, a little tiny story to get people ready for the trailer, you know, for the second movie. So, I, I don't know. Well, <laughs> let's just see what happens, man. Yeah, it definitely is. So, it's like a graphic novel. It's 96 pages by Boom Studios. So, um, I don't know. It has all five Rangers. So, I guess, you know what? They all survive. Too bad, people. <laughs> we ruined it for you right here. Yeah. So, all right. But in a bit of good news, Mike's favorite series is pulling through for him this, this month. <laughs> it's not his favorite series. We joke. We joke. We might stop this joke in next year, but I doubt it. <laughs> Alien Covenant dropped a first trailer on us that looked actually pretty sick. Yes. Uh, Alien Covenant, which is the sequel to Prometheus, the prequel to Alien. It could be the prequel prequel to Alien because we might be getting another Alien movie that butts up against Alien. I don't know. But we get, they, the trailer finally dropped. Yes. And it really harkens back to the original Alien vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, very much so. I had a good time with this trailer. It looks scary. It looks action-filled. It looks to be true to the Alien kind of vibe. And kind of answer a lot of questions Prometheus left us with. Mm-hmm. So what did, what do you think? Any any questions off that? Like off that so, so watching this trailer, very much... To, it, it feels... So yeah, it does kind of hit that Alien vibe more. Because you're kind of getting those iconic scenes of... Uh, you know, someone trapped in like a galley room or something. And there's like an alien splitting out of them. And... You know, it looks a little bit more scary, but it felt more like a a Prometheus reboot almost. They were just like, hey, Prometheus didn't go well. Let's do this again, but we're going to have a different script, you know, because everything everything looks exactly the same. I mean, this almost looks like it's like the second episode, like episode two of Prometheus or something like that. It's just have a very similar look, which is good. It means they're being very consistent. Uh, but I don't really know exactly how it's um, separating itself. It, they, it, they're, they're doing similar things where it's humans going out into space. <laughs> it looks like they're landing on another alien planet that they're not familiar with, which is basically the exact same thing that happened in Prometheus. And alien. So, yeah. Well, I mean, the first alien, you know, that took place on the sp- on the spaceship, and they didn't really go out into other no, planets. No, they landed at the th- on the planet, and that's how the alien got on the ship. Well, yeah, but then it goes, but then it stays on the ship. So who who knows? I don't know. Uh, I definitely got a little bit of a Prometheus vibe there. So who knows if that's a good thing? Because that could have ended up being a good movie. 
I, I don't know. So everyone always says, you know, if you like a franchise and they come out with a bad movie, the, the good movies are still there. It doesn't ruin the movies that you have. And I think that can't be any truer with Aliens. You know, you have Alien, then you have James Cameron's Aliens, which turned into more of an action movie. Then you got all those weird sequels, you know, the teaming up with Predators and stuff. So really, you I think the majority, the majority of Alien movies out there might not even be that stellar right now. So this could be a good addition. But it, there's always just that thing in the back of my head where it's just like, wow, what would have happened if this was Prometheus? What if Prometheus didn't happen and this was our return to Alien? It might feel a little bit more fresh and upbeat, but the trailer definitely was cool. You know, you had those real, that creepy scene of that xenomorph, you know, basically like um, ripping up that dude in the shower before he got to have some sexy time. So that was pretty... Mm -hmm. That was pretty gruesome when you got her covered in blood. You know, you got that kind of spine breaking open with blood. Lots of yeah. blood. So I'm Lots happy to see the blood. Well, there's also the spore. Um, it looks like they're, they're like they're ground spores that can infect you rather than just mm -hmm. uh, face huggers. Uh, we got to see um, Michael Fassbender. I believe one of them is his old version, David, from the other one. And one's a new version, Walter. But mm -hmm. in the new version, you don't see his hair at all um, on the new version, which I thought was weird. That you don't see his color hair, so we might there might be some reveal there which robots which. Yeah, up. maybe they're just mass producing these Michael Fassbender type robots. And when I was watching this trailer just before we started recording uh, the show, I was asking you, "Oh, is the woman from Prometheus in this?" Mm -hmm. Because she kind of went off with David at the very end. So uh, maybe that might be kind of a cool reveal. Maybe if she pops up somewhere in the movie. Yeah, and the main actress is the the main the lead actress from Fantastic Beasts, which was a very shock because she was very innocent and like kid friendly in that one. And she's like, "We don't know what the fuck these things are." And this one, yeah. I'm like, "Whoa!" She and she kind of looks like a cousin to Br to Brie Larson. Mm -hmm. When I was watching this, I was like, "Is that Brie Larson?" Like, she's in a spacesuit and everything. It's kind of hard to tell. So, uh, all signs point to yes for this movie it, yeah. I, I it's just kind of hard to get the prometheus stink kind of out of the back of your brain so um give me some xenomorphs make it scary you know what like i don't like scary movies i don't like horror movies i don't put myself through that but i really like it when i go into a movie and i'm legitimately scared at parts it can be really fun so if you sneak that stuff into my sci-fi movies i'm on i'm on board the best, the best thing is we don't know anyone's fair game in this movie because we don't. <laughs> yeah. We know what happens in the next one. None of these people are in it. So <laughs> there we go. So that's cool. Lastly, we're going to end on a bit of a weird note. We talked about this earlier being super weird. But the Attack on <laughs> Titan show. If, if anyone yes. has seen the anime show, uh, we're, we're fans. We liked it. I think yeah, simply I think for the weirdness. Yeah, I think that's basically the only reason it makes it on our show. You know, we don't really talk about anime much on Superhero Slate. But when you get something like Attack on Titan that's kind of weird and kind of mimics Pacific Pacific Rim a little bit, even though Pacific Rim kind of mimics uh, Japanese culture a little bit, you know, it piques our interest. So, yeah, this trailer is just a lot more weirdness, more weird Titans doing weird things, weird naked uh, proportion creatures destroying stuff. So the very the, the, the Titans look so weird the way they draw their faces. <laughs> like big goofy things. You're like this isn't gonna eat anybody. Yeah. Oh, yep, it's eating somebody. Yeah, it's eating. Um, I'm not looking forward to more whiny bratty characters, but I'll watch it again just because it's weird enough and the action's really cool. Because you know you got those um, got those maneuvering devices that kind yeah. of swing around like Spider Man. So it's just a weird combination of stuff. So. I guess look out for season two of Attack on Titan next year. Yeah, yeah, I think April they said. So um, if anyone's a big fan of that, uh, April, check out the trailer. Let's know what you think. 
Uh, I know we've gone a little long, longer than usual in the episode, Mike, but we haven't talked in two weeks. And being as this is the last episode of the year, I think we should maybe just hit a couple of our favorite things of this year. Yeah, um, let's do it, man. So, 2016 movie recap section here. Um, I'm going off the top of my head, Mike. Um, you feel free to do the same. But the best sequel that we saw this year. What do you think? Man, best sequel. Well, I think, you know, in in my mind, I kind of have three to four standout movies that I saw this year. And one of those standouts was a sequel. And, you know, I guess sequel franchise, who knows? But I think Civil War, Mm -hmm. you know, is up there on the the top of everybody's list, especially when it goes to comic book movies or superhero movies. So if I'm saying best sequel, I'm saying Civil War. Civil War definitely blew my socks off this year. Uh, I don't remember seeing anything better than that to be honest with you. So mm-hmm. I, I have to say of, of the sequels off the top of my head, that is the one I did see. Um, Star Trek beyond is pretty good though. If, if I had to, to give a close yeah. second, Star Trek beyond was up there. Ple- pleasantly, pleasantly surprised by that movie. Um, not a whole lot of, st- uh, at stake in that movie. No one, not, no one really died. Uh, everyone kind of made it through, uh, but it, it was a good solid addition bringing it back. Definitely. Definitely agree. Uh, best animated movie, Mike. We had several animated films this year. Ooh, actually. this one I'm actually excited about because I didn't realize how many animated movies I saw this year until I started adding them up. You know, uh, Finding Dory, Zootopia, uh, Kubo, uh, Ninja Moana, Turtles. Ninja Turtles. I, well, I guess you could kind of consider. I, I'm that not saying it's a great thing, but I'm saying it did happen. <laughs> But I think this was something I was actually hoping we'd get to talk about of some way weaving in then this week. But while I was home for the holidays, I got a chance to see Moana. And that, I, that is one of my favorite movies of the year, yep. for sure. Man, that I, movie was great. I hate to agree with you, but yeah, Moana <laughs> Moana blew the socks off. My wife has been listening to the soundtrack since we've oh, seen yeah, it. Oh, yeah, that soundtrack is so addicting. And I mean, that's one thing I think Disney movies do great. Is It's, it's funny, as an adult now... When I go to these Disney movies, I'm looking forward to the musical numbers. When I was a kid, I hated it. I hated any sort of music in, in my Disney movies. I just thought it was uh, a waste of time. But now I love them. Uh, it, it was a really touching story. I, I was shedding a couple tears there, here mm-hmm. and there through the movie. It's just very great. I mean, from the, the directors that you know that gave us all the awesome Disney movies out there. Uh, I don't remember their names off the top of my head. <laughs> But they're, yeah, they're awesome. And, I, I believe Little Mermaid's probably their their biggest claim to fame. But I think they did Aladdin too. And, uh, and so. The Rock now has his own Disney song. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, not I, I, the 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 um, the the jury is still out on The Rock. So I don't think The Rock is the best actor on the planet. But mm-hmm. I just think he has this unlimited amount of charisma that you you just can't even look past it if you tried. So I think he's kind of got one note. You know, I've never really seen him do anything <laughs> too too serious. He's you, always just like being a badass or being funny. You, know? you, you, you write a character called The Rock, and that's who that character <laughs> is. Like, he, he, you don't say, this is this character, let's cast The Rock. You write The Rock, and that's that's how he falls into yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. But, man, that movie was just so charming. Yeah. I, I loved everything about it. Um, it. It seems like maybe a sequel's in the works. I don't think I need a sequel. I think it was a great one-off, but wow. I loved it. So glad I saw it. One of the few movies that I think I've seen this year where I just want to go see it again. Mm-hmm. I want to go see that movie again so bad. So Yeah, I, I, definitely, I definitely agree. Uh, a runner-up to me, I was actually the other Pixar movie, uh, or I guess Disney movie with Finding Dory. Um, no, no, disagree. <laughs> I, I had I had a good time with Finding Dory. I didn't I didn't take it too seriously. I don't care for the first Finding Nemo, like it's not my go to Pixar films. But Finding mm-hmm. Dory is is my second. 
I know yours is probably Kubo in the two strings if I was to bet your second. I don't know. Maybe even Zootopia. I think uh, Zootopia might have edged out Kubo. Kubo looks beautiful. That's for sure. No one's going to beat the visual style of Kubo, but the the stories for those... uh, that stop motion studio always seemed to be a little uh, who knows but it always looks great so even if you even if the story was garbage which it wasn't you should go see it anyway just because the the craft that goes into that movie is insane mm-hmm. yeah i yeah i didn't care for zootopia but that's all right um <laughs> the best original movie of this year that's Ooh. a little harder a little harder so i mean maybe i kind of blew my question for best sequel even though it's not it's not original but it is original um, I don't know. I just want to take a second and talk about Cloverfield. Okay. Uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. I love that movie. It, I think it's my favorite movie of the year by far. Uh, it is just so great. You know, I love the kind of uh, game they play underground. You know, like I said, how I like to be scared and suspended in movies. You know, that did it for me. Um, I, I don't think I can sing praises of 10 Cloverfield Lane enough. Obviously, it's not original as it's based off the kind of Cloverfield universe, uh, but it's, it's a pretty I'd, original I'd say take. that's original. Yeah, I would okay. say that's – it's not a direct sequel because that's aliens instead of mo- sea monsters. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I think you're I think you're very very apt in saying that. So yeah, but if I had to say like best or like maybe best original, uh, I haven't seen La La Land yet. I know that's going to be up there because that's supposed to be really good. But I mean, Arrival was was great. You know, that's kind of its own standalone thing. Uh, so you know, when you're talking about Moana, that was a standalone thing too. So uh, just good good movies this year mm-hmm. even though we didn't get the best blockbusters we wanted you know i think i think arrival is mine and the nice guys would be second um to to put in for original movies so mm-hmm. so i definitely think arrival um it, it's i didn't expect know what to expect going and that's got forrest whitaker in it by the way i'm, oh. pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure that's who that the guy yeah is. it did yeah he was yeah. in it yeah so um, I I didn't know really what to expect going into that, and I uh, was very very pleasantly surprised by the end. So uh, Arrival Arrival I think is a good movie. Don't need to rush up to the theaters to see it necessarily, but I think it's worth worth a watch. Uh, best reboot of the year, Mike. If we had any reboots, oh I don't man, know if we uh, had what any. was rebooted this What was rebooted this year? Ghostbusters uh, is the only thing Ghost, I can no, think of. That's that's not a good reboot. I mean, it might win by default. I mean, Independence Day That's kind a sequel. of came back. That's a but, sequel. Uh, yeah, kind of. They kind of rebooted it a little bit, but yeah, it's a sequel. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's not a whole lot of reboots. Magnificent on, Seven on, would on be the, list the one. This year. <laughs> yeah, I think that's kind of a that's going to be like a technical winning category of just by technicality because yeah. I don't think we enjoyed anything that was rebooted this year. Yeah, uh, I'd say uh, Ben Hur was another one. So I think those were the three I saw. <laughs> so. Not Ten- a good. Uh, it, it, I think it goes to show you. Um, it might be better to continue your story than to reboot it. <laughs> yes, technical technical win to Magnificent Seven or Ghostbusters. I don't care. About Ghostbusters. <laughs> Ghostbusters is fine with me. I don't hate it. I like the drink. We got the drink. That's why it wins. Yeah. Ghostbusters wins. <laughs> Never mind. Change my mind. Ecto Cooler wins. Best video game movie. Mike. Best best rebooted drink. The Ecto Cooler. The there Ecto Cooler. We win. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna whip one out after this now. Just just for talking about that. The last, right. last one of the year, man. Can't hold anything back. Got to go drink. <laughs> Best video game movie, man. I know we had two. <laughs> so. Well, since I didn't see any of them, so it, this one's going to be up to you. I mean, I I don't know. Uh, I haven't seen Assassin's Creed yet. I think I told you just a, a day or so ago, I don't know when I'm going to see it and what capacity I'm going to see it or how I'm going to see it. I think I kind of want to give it a shot, but the, the, tra- the trailers just didn't do what they needed to do. They never right. got me hyped enough for it. 
But I hope it does well. I kind of want so, video game movies that can make a resurgence. So um, the only thing I would pick Assassin's Creed because I didn't care for Warcraft. But Assassin's Creed, the story I have is someone was like, I want to go watch it, but both theaters were sold out oh. Assass- for Assassin's Creed. Uh, I mean, that's that's a good sign. Right? That's a good sign. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> Assassin's Creed is probably probably worth seeing. Sounds like they're at least going to make their money. Yep, I might have downloaded it already to watch. So. <laughs> Not gonna go. Well, they won't. Not gonna be making it for me. <laughs> yep. And then since we are the superhero slate, Mike, our favorite superhero movies of the year. Ooh, favorite. This was easy. I thought about this before. You know, I stepped in front of the mic today. Easiest, best superhero movie, best comic book movie of the year is Deadpool. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say. I don't want to say by a landslide, but. Uh, it had the advantage of being basically a new character on the screen, a, n- a new kind of angle at the superhero movie. It kind of, you know, it just did something really awesome, you know, bringing Ryan Reynolds back into our lives, which we all wanted. So, uh, you know, Civil War uh, was was riding on a lot of previous movies. So we didn't get a whole lot of originality out of Civil War, I guess, unless you look at maybe the storyline and then throwing Spider-Man in there. So, but Deadpool was kind of like a breath of fresh air. So, best superhero movie of the year, um, I think I can easily say Deadpool. Deadpool is a good one. I'm still going to lean back to Civil War because not only do we get Spider-Man, we get the introduction of Black Panther and Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, this was one of the first few movies in a trilogy that wrapped up the third movie very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, in comic book movies, you look at the trilogies, the third ones suck. <laughs> like they undoubtedly suck or are not very good. Um, in recent memory, I'm going to use Iron Man three as an example. Um, yes, <laughs> Apo- Apocalypse was not very good uh, oh, to no. wrap that up. So I think Civil War to me um, holds that out, which is now on Netflix. By the way, came out Christmas Day. So anyone who wants to watch it on Netflix, there's your Christmas yeah. present. And I, I believe Deadpool is on HBO now. So yeah, if you're if you're into those streaming services, you can go get those goods. That's right. So to me, a Civil War, um, I, I, again, I, I, I agree with you, Deadpool's great. Um, but I think Civil War had a lot more writing on it in my book and uh, definitely pulled through. Pulled well, through. we are happy campers to say the least. Yes. I don't have any more topics. Mike, do you have any more topics you want to go on movies about? I just kind of winged a bunch of them off the top of my head here. I'm like, no, I mean, it worked. 2016 was a big year. We did a whole lot of recording this year. Lots of spoiler casts, uh, lots of Netflix shows that we had to binge, lots of Mm -hmm. movies. So uh, I'm looking forward to TV just as much as I always am. It's going to be a good year for Netflix next year. Um, It's going to be a good year for movies next year. Uh, I mean, we got Logan, we got Batman coming up soon, and we don't even have to wait very long for those. I think that's great. Iron Fist is going to land on our plate, yep. and then we're just going to get into the full swing of things Man. with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. So I tell you, it's going to be a busy year. We get no rest. I think January is our slowest month, um, mm-hmm. and then we jump right in. I'm going to I'm gonna say our next spoiler cast should be the Lego Batman movie, Mike. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Me, and my, me and my wife fell in love with that original Lego movie, so nothing's going to keep us from another Lego movie. Yeah, so I, I mean, I, we got 20 spoiler casts at the end of this year. Total, I think we're going to double that by the end of this year. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to more Super Sleep. More talking to you every Sunday, Mike. Uh, or oh, I guess whatever shucks. day it well, is. Uh, yeah, it feels like a Sunday now that we've, we've recorded this on a Friday. <laughs> so that's going to throw me off. But I think it's been a great year. We've had some highs. We've had some lows. But at the end of the day, uh, the Superhero Slate um, made 2016 the best it could be. So That's uh, right. But in the meantime, Mike... 
people want to know what you're up to this coming year. If you got stuff on your plate and you want to share it, where can people follow you at? Well, they can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. I got some fun projects in the work over there, so I'm excited to get to those. But Chris, you are a busy bee. You always got stuff going on. You just bought a drone with a 360 camera on it, and oh, I'm really intrigued. I'm really intrigued to see what kind of video that pops up. So if people want to catch some of that, where can they follow you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Valdan V A L D A N. Uh, my Instagram and stuff is is tied in. So if I post something, it'll be up there. Uh, same with my YouTube. So uh, if I do any drone videos on YouTube, you'll find them there. And nice. uh, you can read uh, stuff on Comic UI or go listen to my other show, uh, Filmside Chats. And um, actually, I guess I'll, I'll plug my other thing uh, with my local comic book store, The Destination. I'll be filming. Um, I film their Tuesday shipments with Mitch, where we uh, their comic book guy picks his five books for the week, what you should buy if you're into comic books. Uh, the Table of Fun, which showcases all the new products that are coming in the stores during the week. So if pop vinyls, uh, board games, stuff like that. And lastly, the Breaking the Seal video is something new we're doing. Um, <laughs> it's been out for, they've been doing it for a while, but now I'm taking over to film it where they unbox like big premium, like multiple hundreds of dollar statues and they kind of rate them like is the statue yeah. worth the money is it not kind of deal so basically any comic book store out there in the country wishes they had a christopher dillard shopping at their store do they ever do they <laughs> ever so um that's that's really i got a lot going on this year really really looking forward to 2017 um but as always mike where can people find us at everywhere else we're not just we're not just here on itunes where can they find us well, they can find us at SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host the show. And we are all over the place. We are on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. You can subscribe and get us right in your email inbox every week. And you can like us on Facebook and you can follow us on Twitter. If you're a fan of the show, please consider leaving us a review wherever you listen to the show. That's super helpful. It helps us get some new uh, listeners and we really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. If you're a super fan of the show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and a we will be here every week um, to give you all the superhero news. And if you want to show a little extra love, you can head on over to SuperheroSlate.com slash store. Pick up a Superhero Slate t-shirt. Uh, I should be getting some new designs up there this year. So check back. Check on that store. We should be getting I, I new t- stuff up there. I'll tell you what. Uh, I got mine in. Love them. Love them. That's got- awesome. Uh, yeah, I was worried because we, you know, this is kind of like a, a third-party services that's running this printing for us. And I'm glad that you like the quality of them. Yes, um, they're they're not they're not as good as my my super fan gym shirts because uh, <laughs> those were made with love. There's a difference there. Uh, but this, on, this was made with corporate greed, but they're great and they'll get yeah, to your house very quickly. I, they did. They got here quickly. I like my baseball. My baseball tees probably got the most compliments so far. And nice. um, the uh, my jacket the, they printed a full size on the back of a zip up hoodie. I really like oh, it cool. as well. So sweet. So, uh, yeah, yeah, good, good stuff on that. Um, anything else, Mike? I, I have to say I bought all of Marvel's phase one movies on iTunes this week, all digital. So yeah, you, 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 you did it. (laughs) I I was asking you how you did that. You're like, Oh, you know, I just went online, got some like discounted, uh, codes and stuff. Oh, good for you. Yeah. So I, I wanted to let you know, Mike, I, I took that, that leap into, uh, into digital. Uh, so the plunge. Well, we'll be here next year to take the plunge with you guys. Yep. So uh, thanks again. Uh, thanks for a great year, and we'll we'll see you guys next year. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Emo. <laughs>
Potion.